Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You, or if you're a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all of your friends and family. And if you'd like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. Hello and welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo here with you on another Thursday night. And tonight we're going to be continuing the study of the book of Corinthians with chapter 3. In this portion of the letter, Paul talks about the Corinthians as being carnal and only able to handle milk instead of meat. Later, we see that anything of ourselves is burned away, but the works done of the Spirit are likened unto gold, silver, and precious stones. So join me with the podcast already now in session. All right, and like I said, welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. It's Thursday, October 14th. 2021. And here we are back in the book of 1 Corinthians. Uh, We'll be going in chapter 3 tonight. Uh, But first, by way of introduction, if this is the first time you've ever joined me live, welcome. I really appreciate the fact that anybody watches live. Um, I know we all have busy schedules, but um, if you're watching live, awesome. I pray that you stay through the entirety of of, uh, the teaching tonight. And um, if you'd like to, leave a comment on either YouTube or on Facebook, YouTube, above, of course, if you're not watching on YouTube and you're listening to this maybe later on or watching it on Facebook, on YouTube, it's Let This Mind Be In You. Just type that in and the channel will come right up. Also, if you would like to watch it on Facebook, Facebook Live, uh, you can go to my channel, Let This Mind Be In You Ministries, and you can watch it there. Also, it's simulcast at the same time over to my private discussion group over on um let this mind be in you ministries discussion group. Now that's a private page. If you'd like to join that one, that's a private group. Um, if you'd like to join that, please just let me know. Reach out. Uh, you can find that on my page there on Facebook under Let This Mind Be in You Ministries. Of course, if you're watching this on Spotify, Podbean, uh, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, any of the podcasting platforms, podcast.com, uh, anchor.fm, any of the ones that you want to listen to. Um, of course, welcome to you as well. Uh, of course, you're not listening live, but that's okay. You're listening whenever you'd like to. And the podcast is a great way to listen on the radio. Um, you know, you can simulcast it, I guess you would say, or link it up to your most radios um, in cars today can link up by via Bluetooth um, if you would like to do that. Or you can just have it on your on your phone, your smartphone, on your tablet or whatever as you're driving down the road. And you can listen into the um, into the teachings there. There is something that I'd like to do, and I'd like to mention it. It's going to be a little bit of a labor-intensive uh, process, though. But um, I've been thinking about this, and I don't think I've even talked to my wife about it, but um, I might have. Yeah, I might have. Anyways, um, I talked to her, I think, um, a few nights ago. I believe it was her. Or maybe I was thinking, my head's all over the place sometimes. Uh, but um, I, I'd like to do... Um, it would just be audio only, and it would probably be posted on, you know, Facebook or, or, or YouTube as well, but you wouldn't, there wouldn't be anything really to watch, but I'd like to narrate or actually just read the scriptures starting with the book of Proverbs. I'd like to start there first. I read, um, Proverbs every night, 
uh, well, just about every night to my children, you know, uh, depending on what day of the, you know, that correlates with the calendar day. And uh, I'd like to do that. One, I'm going on deployment in uh, a few months or so. And that'd be something for them to be able to just maybe turn on and just be able to listen to, to dad uh, read the Bible. But if you'd like that, um, if you would really want to, you think that would be something that you would listen to, please just let me know. Drop a comment on either Let This Mind Be In You on Facebook or also uh, Let This Mind Be In You Ministries on Facebook and Let This Mind Be In You on YouTube. Also, you can reach me um, at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. And you can also watch me um, and listen to any of these um, broadcasts over on Library. Um, I think it's called Odyssey now, O-D-Y-S-E-E. Anyways, it's a, it's a free platform, and um, it's, it just takes my YouTube videos right now and links it over there. But if, if something were ever to happen um, to like maybe YouTube or Facebook and I get kicked off for whatever reason, uh, they're just not ho- want to host the, the content anymore, you can always find me over there at Library. Uh, L-B-R-Y, just look that up. It's Let This Mind Be In You. Or you can uh, look at, I think it's Odyssey, like I said, the app or on your computer. Well, that's about it on that. The big thing about the library Odyssey is that it's, it's, um, it's you can literally give um, like credits. And after I build up a certain amount of credits, it's not, um, it's not, I'm, I'm not monetized or whatever over there. But um, you can give like these credits, and somehow or another, it gets built up. It's it's almost somewhere like a cryptocurrency of some sort. I'm not sure how it all works. I just know that it's a free platform, uh, a place to host my <laughs> my content. But uh, once I get a certain amount of that currency, I guess you would say built up, I'm a, I can go live on that as well. So just something for you to check out if you'd like. And that's it. Um, of course, if you, you do know that I do have a, a PayPal account, if you'd like to donate to the ministry, I, I hardly ever talk about that because self-funded. So, but if you'd like to help out, it's always appreciated. All right, let's get into second or first Corinthians chapter three. I got, um, I do not have coffee tonight. Uh, brother Dan, if you're watching, I actually have tea, sweet tea. That's in here. So that's for you, brother. Be praying for my, um, I I mean, I know him. I don't know him all that well. It's not like we're like super best friends, but um, we are brothers in Christ. Um, And I know him a little bit, but uh, I was just speaking of Brother Dan uh, his really good friend, brother John Staniford, is um, well. He's got brain cancer, and you know there's nothing else they can do for it. Is what they're saying. So be praying for his family. Uh, he's got a wife and uh, uh, several young kids, young children at home. So um, you know we don't mourn as others mourn, but at the same time, I, you know we pray that God would give her strength as she's dealing with uh, what's to come, and uh, he's. He's got a, a sure testimony of salvation and uh, is trusting in Christ alone for his salvation, not of works of righteousness, which he has done. So I've heard it, uh, his testimony many times, and um, it's assured. So as far as we can be sure, and he's positive and sure as well. So 
again, it's going to be a rough time as far as that goes, but God will give grace. So just thinking about you there, brother, if you're able, if you're even able to listen, I don't know. I don't know what his current status is or uh, if his wife sees this. We're praying for you, Sister Lenora. All right, everybody, let's get into 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And we're not going to break, this is not going to be a, a very long-winded, I don't think, uh, we're not going to talk about a lot of stuff in great detail, but it's something that we're going to cover. Um, it, the The title, if you will, is Carnal Saints of this chapter. And Carnal Saints, you might be thinking, well, Carnal Saints seems uh, contradictory because carnal means fleshly or worldly or whatever, and Paul calls them saints. That's something totally different, sanctified. Sanctified saints, I, that doesn't make any sense. Well, they are sanctified by Christ in them. It's his righteousness, remember, made them new creatures. They are in his body, he is in them. But they still have this carnal flesh. We all still do. And uh, so Paul's going to address that about what their status was as far as how they were acting. Now remember, we just got done talking about uh, in 1 Corinthians 2 about the natural man. So as this is a letter, this is still in that same kind of thought process that while we have been changed, we have been made new creatures in Christ Jesus, we still have this flesh that still sins, still struggles, and if we're not careful, if we're not walking in the Spirit, we're going to walk in our flesh, and that's the carnalness, carnality of it all. I'm going to try to turn this off here. It's not letting me do it. Okay. I'm sorry, there's some stuff going on in the background here. I'm trying to get it rid of it, but. Okay, now we're tracking. All right, let's get into it. First Corinthians chapter three. And it says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Now, again, this is very specific. This is, this is not, Paul is not calling them lost. He's not saying that he's doubting their salvation. He's not saying anything of the like. He's saying that he's treating them as babies in Christ. They're still in Christ. Don't get it wrong. But the way that they were acting was very carnal. And uh, it'll get into that further on in the letter. But it goes on to say in verse number two, I have fed you with milk. You know, other places the Bible talks about is the sincere milk of the word. It's, um, I don't even want to say basic. I just want to say that it's necessary. Milk is definitely necessary when you're a baby for growth, for development, uh, for growing. But as you move on, you're going to move to solid food. There is going to be meat later on. But as of now, Paul says, I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto... You are not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. So even though this has been a process, and there should be some growth happening, there wasn't, apparently. Paul was still having to give them milk. And it's kind of strange to, to even hear or even see that. You know, you see a baby that just perpetually stays a baby. It's strange to our imagination or our thoughts, you know, like they just continually to be a baby. They never mature. They never start speaking in sentences. They um, they never get out of diapers. They're always just drinking milk. That seems really strange. Five, six, seven, eight years, and you're like, hmm, something's, something's wrong here. 
And that's what all Paul is making the um, comparison to there is babies in Christ. And why is this? For ye are yet carnal. Another way you can look at this is that they were acting in their flesh. And we'll see this a little bit later on when it talks about the judgment that is to come over this. Hey, uh, I see Sister Janet and also Brother Roger there in Indiana. Good to see you over here on Facebook. Thank you for uh, tuning in. But uh, as we can see here, their their works, their actions, their um, the things that they were doing was living in their flesh. They were acting carnal according to the natural old dead man. Remember our dead self. Why bring that back up? Well, it's because it's still there. And even though it's been crucified with Christ, we still struggle inside of this flesh. Many numerous times that Paul addresses this. But as he says this, what were they not able to withstand? Okay, the meat. For ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men. Now remember, natural men just got mentioned in 1 Corinthians 2. So just a little bit earlier in the letter, he's talking about natural men. That's who Paul's comparing them to. He says you're walking as men. You walk as men. Remember, we're new creatures in Christ. So walk at, walking as men means you're living like you were in your natural state. But that old man has been crucified with Christ. And you need to remember that. That's why Paul always admonishes them to reckon yourself dead, to die to self. Remember who you are in Christ, not the old you. Don't try to resurrect the old you. And here's some examples. Now, we see this in Philippians chapter 2, that's any strife and divisions and envyings and all these kinds of things, that they are obviously not walking in the spirit. They're walking in the flesh. They are walking carnally. For while one saith, in verse number four, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, that's a familiar name, are ye not carnal? Why are you trying to say I'm of this person? It's kind of like saying like I'm of this certain pastor over here, or I'm from this. Just calm it down a little bit. You're acting carnal. Who then is Paul? And this is the Apostle Paul, obviously writing this, and he's like, who then is Paul? What am I? Who am I? I? I'm Paul, but who is Paul? Paul is just this, what you see, this outward manifestation or whatever, but that's not who he actually is. He's a new creature in Christ. And who is Apollos? They're just men. Now, we are to follow his example as he follows Christ. He says, follow me as I follow Christ. Who then is Paul? We don't follow Paul. We follow him as he follows Christ. We don't follow men, we follow men as they follow Christ. If they deviate from following Christ, we're not to follow them in that direction. Make sense? But ministers, see? But ministers by whom ye believed. They are simply the conduit. Um, the ambassadors, as, as he mentions um, as well, we are ambassadors for Christ. As we are ambassadors, we're giving his word. So we're the conduit. We're the ministers. We minister it out or distribute it out as he gave it to us. We have his completed word, minister in that. Administer it. Give this out. Give only the word by whom you believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. 
Every man has the capability of being this minister, administering, doling out, giving out the word of God. We are to be ambassadors, all of us. We are all in the body of Christ and now given a ministry. The minister in ministry, a ministry of reconciliation. That's not just out, outside the body of Christ, outside of the uh, Church of the Living God, but that's also inwardly how we deal with each other. We are to be ministers into each other, building each other up, considering more, one more highly than ourselves, ministering reconciliation, being reconciled together, remembering who you are. We have fellowship. We have a commonality. We have fellowship in Christ. That's what brings us together. Well, my, our personalities don't match. They rub each other wrong. The wrong. Whoa, whoa. Die to self. Be ministers of reconciliation even inside the body. Okay? So that's why it's, it's an amazing two-part street. It's not just, um, it's not just uh, the ministers of reconciliation and that's all we do on the outward of the body of Christ, but also on the inward inside the body with with other uh, believers in Christ. Let's keep reading here. I have planted, this is a uh, quite famous verse, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Um, I, I hesitate whenever people start using the language of how many, you know, people they've led to the Lord. And I understand it. I mean, I understand that we are ministers, so you are leading people to Christ. I get that. But when it starts to get into that boasting, like, I can lead that person to Christ. Well, if the Spirit isn't moving on that person, not convicting and drawing and the, uh, doing the work, no, you cannot. It's not of ourselves. We just plant and water, plant and water, be ambassadors, give the word, that's it. I mean, I know that makes sense, but you hear some amazing things come out of people's mouths sometimes. Okay, so verse number seven gives us the, the reason why we shouldn't boast in this. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither is he, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. How are they one? Because they're of one mind, one spirit, this, the word of God. That's it. That's what they're giving. They are one in that sense, but they're also one in the body of Christ. And it's going to mention that and give that example here here in a moment, the body of Christ, which is the church, the called-out assembly of believers, the called-out assembly into, assembled into what? His body. And that's the church of the living God. And we'll, we'll see that here in a moment. But um, well, I'm sorry, verse number eight. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. Now, if you, as we're going to see here, if you labor in your own flesh, this is going to be the wood, hay, and stubble. But if you labor as one in one spirit, laboring in the spirit, letting him do the work, and just being a, a vessel, as we'll see in a second, that's going to be the gold, silver, and precious stone. So let's keep reading here. For we are laborers together with God. Remember, as we are his body, 
we are his legs, we are his mouth, we are his um, eyes, everything. As we go about in our life, we are to so walk. You're in Christ, so walk ye. Remember who's in you. And that's a convicting thing, boy, isn't it? And how often we are vessels of dishonor, as we're we're about to turn to here. But we're fellow laborers. We're laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. This is a temple not made of hands. This is the temple that he built, and he is building. He brings people into his body. He does the convicting. He does the drawing. He does the sealing. The sealing and placing you, baptizing you into his body. He does that. He does the work. Ye are God's building. The place that you gather is not God's building. It's not the house of God, okay? We are God's house. When we gather together in a building, that's just God's houses that are one house in him gathering together. But that building you meet in is not the house of God. Okay. Remember that the house of God in the Old Testament was the temple. Now we are the temple. The physical temple is where God resided because he didn't dwell and indwell every man. The spirit would come upon somebody, but not indwell them. The spirit would come upon somebody, but they would also depart. I hope that makes sense. That's why it doesn't make any sense to say that we are going to God's house. That's weird. We are God's house going to meet with the rest of the body, coming together in one place. We got to clean up our language, folks. Make it biblical. Anyways, so Paul's using this building term, which I'm very aware of being in the construction trade. Verse number 10, according to the grace of God, which is given unto me, Remember, this is Paul's message that's been given, okay? This is the one that talks about this mystery, which is the body of Christ, and how that we would be placed in him, okay? According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder. Now, this seems kind of puffed up, Paul, come on. But Paul, remember, was the the one that gave the dispensation of this grace to you, word, and that includes me. I have laid the foundation, and it's not a foundation of Paul, as we'll see right here, and another buildeth thereon. We are supposed to be building upon that foundation. That's why we're to go to these Paul's Pauline epistles for our doctrine, for our practice, for the, what we're supposed to be doing together as the body of Christ is because that was the letters written to us. He's the master builder. He laid the foundation that was given to him, the blueprints, so to speak. You know, the the architect, the engineer, gives you the blueprints to the master builder, and he does exactly the, what the prints call for. And that's exactly what Paul did. He was received the word from God, and he gave it to us. Master builder. Now build upon that foundation. Because it says, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon, but let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. Paul warns repeatedly in Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, all over the place when he wrote these these bodies of believers, these churches, when he wrote them, 
says, continue thou in the doctrine, in doctrine, which I have given you. Don't seek no other. Don't be trying to build on it of yourself. Don't be trying to mess with these this blueprints. Don't be adding to this. You're not qualified to add to this. You're 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 not anywhere near qualified to deal with this. I have given you the foundation. I'm the master builder who was given these directions. I'm I place this foundation. It's a sure foundation which will not shake and stumble or fall apart. It's a sure foundation. Now build upon that. What does that mean? That means you better stay on top of that foundation. For those listening, I'm patting my Bible. This is the foundation, the rock, God's word that we're to build upon. And every man take heed. That's a, that's a warning. That's why it's sobering to teach the word of God. Because you, if you start to try to bring your own thoughts and try to start squeezing them into this, this word of God here, you're trying to build upon your own foundation. And woe unto you. That's why it's a very humbling, very sobering thing that when we teach, we need to teach not of ourselves, but of this. Well, that's not, uh, you know, I, I'm finding this in the Word of God here. When Paul says this or he says that, I mean, but that's not the way I was taught, you know. And Okay, you have a decision to make. Do you want to follow men or do you want to follow Christ? Because Paul laid the foundation, so if you're reading that and it's not making sense to you, something that you're doing within your local body, get rid of it. Well, that's very hard. I mean, I, I, I've been doing this for a long time. Let the Spirit teach you, okay? I'm not going to bring up specific examples right now, but folks, got to follow this. Because people try to build on it, don't they? This foundation, they try to build, but they don't take heed. They try to grab from over here or maybe from this other blueprint over here. Maybe this other uh, dispensation over here. I'm gonna, Let me pull from this one right here, and I'm going to place this over here because I want it to fit because I really like that one. Well, that's not what's supposed to be laid on that foundation. Yes, I know. I, I, I know, but I really – stop. For, verse number 11, other foundation can no man lay than that is laid. The foundation has already been laid. Who's the foundation? Glad you asked. Which is Jesus Christ? Preach the word, he tells Timothy. Continue thou in the doctrine. Don't try to deviate from it. Don't try to build on your own foundation. Build upon this. What is the foundation? which is Jesus Christ. Now look in verse number 12, and then we're going to uh, turn to another passage of Scripture real quick. Verse number 12 says, Now if any man build upon this foundation, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Well, see, right here, we're going to answer for our sins. No, 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 no. 
This is whether or not we built upon the foundation, tried to add anything on this foundation that was of ourselves. If it's of ourselves, it's wood, hay, and stubble. It doesn't belong there. And guess what happens to it? It gets burnt up. You know, Paul mentions this when he's talking to Timothy. And uh, if you want to go back and watch the study that w- when we went all the way through Second and First Timothy and Second Timothy, in Second Timothy chapter 2, so turn over there real quick, starting in verse number 19. I mentioned this before, but here is the foundation that's used again. Verse number 19 says, nevertheless, of Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 19, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Take it to the bank. It standeth sure. It is steadfast. It's unmovable. It's not going anywhere. This stands sure. Having this seal, the king himself, Jesus Christ, has sealed these prints. This was built. He says, Paul, build this. Here it is. Give this. This is the foundation of my church the body of Christ. So now that I've given this to the Apostle Paul, this is the body of Christ, give it to these people. And as he did that, Paul warns, he says, take heed how you build on it. And he tells Timothy to say the same thing. The Lord knoweth them that are his. Let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity, but in a great house. What is this house? This is the house, the church of the living God, the body of Christ. In a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, gold, silver, precious stones, but also of wood and of earth. There's the wood, hay, and stubble. And some to honor, that's the gold and silver, and some to dishonor. You're trying to build on this foundation? It's dishonorable. If any man therefore purge themselves from these, get out all this man-made stuff. These man-made blueprints, these man-made additions in the in the construction business, we call it red lines. You know, going through and marking it up and say, well, we got to change this. Usually it's because the engineers or the architect don't know what they're doing. And the people that are the contractors that are trying to put this in says, well, this doesn't work. Uh, this isn't. So we have to make red lines. I can't send this piece of pipe right through here because it goes right through this big old piece of conduit. That doesn't make any sense. So we make a red line. That's man changing men's blueprints. <coughs> but God doesn't make mistakes. Remember, the foundation of God stand ashore. There's no red lines needed. None. So purge yourself from those things. He shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Do you want gold, silver, and precious stones, preacher? Do you want gold, silver, precious stones, brother in Christ? Do you want gold, silver, precious stones, teacher? Do you want gold, silver, precious stones, sister in Christ? Don't try to add yourself on this foundation. Follow and be about the word. Don't add to it. Don't try to take away. Don't try to mark it up with a bunch of red lines. So I hope that makes sense to you. Now go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, starting in verse 13. 
the great architect, the engineer in this case, Jesus Christ will one day um, give us a QA, a quality or a quality report, a quality assurance report. He's going to test how we built on this foundation with his eyes of fire. And is he going to test it with anything else? Nope. Sure word of prophecy. His sure word. The foundation that he gave to Paul to give to us, that's what he's going to judge it off of. So when he sees things of ourselves on there, well, I did good things. Well, they're good to you, but they were not done in the spirit, one. And two, they're not biblical as far as the foundation and the blueprints that we've been given whether by word or epistle. So with that being said, let's try it by fire. So what burns up in fire? Wood, hay, and stubble. All that stuff's going to go away. Every Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work, verse number 13, shall be made manifest, clearly seen. You're not hiding anything. But Lord, I tried to, I was really trying to do this with my red lines that I was making to your foundation. Now, anybody that works in the construction business can understand that. Well, I got to do this because you're going off man's, like I said, man's blueprints. Got to move this pipe. I can't put this P trap here because here's this big piece of conduit that goes through here or a piece of rebar that's reinforcing steel that's in the concrete. Can't do it here. I got to move it six inches to the right. And so I need to mark that up here on these on these blueprints. Therefore, the next time somebody else is trying to dig in this wall or so forth and so on, they're not hitting it accidentally or trying to find it and have to dig a bunch of... They can just go to the blueprints and say, mm, yep, oh, the red line says that this has been moved. Don't have to worry about that with a sure word, this foundation that we have. You don't have to do it. And I hope this is making sense to you. Even if you're not in construction, you get this, this analogy. Don't try to add of yourself onto this foundation that was already laid by the master builder. <clears throat> the wise master builder. Any man's work, as it says here in verse number 13, it's going to declare it. It's going to be made manifest. We're going to be clearly seen because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Were you following the blueprints? Gold, silver, and precious stones. Amen. Uh, were you trying to deviate from that in any shape, fashion, or form? Wood, hay, and stubble burns up. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, take heed how you build upon. See, in context, what it's talking about is not talking about we're going to be judged for our sins. <clears throat> our sins have already been judged and crucified and nailed to his cross. But if any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. Gold, silver, and precious stones. And I get to keep that reward, right? No. You just followed the direction. You cast it right back down at his feet anyways. Fantastic. Verse number 15. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. You don't got a lot of stuff to throw at his feet because you just wanted to be about yourself. Didn't want to follow the word. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire, because your sins are not being judged here at this judgment. Your sins have already been judged. The wrath has already been poured out upon the sacrifice. 
Jesus Christ. He already took your sins. So if you're trusting in him, your sins have been blotted out, abolished, nailed to his cross. So what are we getting judged? You're still going to be saved. So what's getting judged? How you built upon that foundation. It's all in context. Why? Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Know ye not that you're not authorized to make red line changes to this. You're the temple of God. You're his workmanship. You built by him. So you're going against what you're supposed to be doing by acting as the natural man. The natural man wants to sit there and just do things the way he wants to do it. Die to self, though. Follow this. You're not making red lines. You're fine. Yes, Lord, your word says it. I'm doing it. And in our flesh, we might start saying, well, that doesn't quite make sense. You know, or, you know, this other person over here told me to build it a different way. It does not matter. Don't give in to that. Die to that notion and follow him. Do what he said to do. Because you're the temple of God, that, ye, that the spirit of God dwelleth in you. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. Okay, here's another analogy in the construction trade. You deviate from God's plans, the master, you know, the, the, the architect of these blueprints that he gave to Paul. You want to deviate from that? Keep deviating from that. Keep deviating from that. Go your own way. You're going to get fired. In the real world, well, I built this addition onto here like this, and this and the other thing, like, wait a minute. I didn't tell you to do that, and now it's structurally unsound. One, it's going to get you know, burnt up by his fire, but you're fired as well. That's why you need to take heed. Be very, very careful, because if you're trying to defile the temple of God, now, of course, you can use this... Um, analogy to talk about, you know, living carnally and living in the flesh and defiling your body by putting unclean substances and, and hurting your flesh. You can be killed doing that. Yes, defiling the temple of God. But in the context of this, you can use that as a, um, as a good uh, instruction in righteousness. But what it's talking about here, defiling the temple of God, him shall God destroy. That's what he's talking about ambassadorships being recalled you as you as the general contractor uh, you're getting fired so that's what it's talking about here in the in context that's why you better take heed how you build thereon for the temple of God is holy which temple ye are ye being plural so as many members Make up the body of Christ, but as one, so is Christ. You are part of the body of Christ, many members. But temple, singular. You are the body of Christ. Singular temple. Not temples. Temple, ye are. Which temple ye are, it's very specific. That's why the King James language um, is the is the preserved word of God for us in the English speaking language no doubt about it 
because that's very specific. Temple is singular. Ye is plural. Let no man deceive himself as we wrap this up. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, see, here it is. Men trying to um, be wise in their own conceit. Let no man deceive himself, though. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, look how eloquently he's, you know, how learned he is and how he's, mm. let him become a fool that he may be wise. Make wise the simple, as it's about to say here. You need to be simple concerning um, the fact that you're just going to follow the word. Don't try to be wise and try to change the, uh, the, the architect's design, the things that he gave them to master builder. Be careful with that. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God, for it is written, he taketh the wise in their own craftiness. That's uh, Job verse five, or chapter 5, verse 13. And again, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. All that means is that it's empty, void, vanity. Therefore, let no man glory in men. Well, he's so he's got so many doctorates behind his name, and look how wise he is. And is he building on another foundation, or is he building on the the foundation, which is sure? That's why we got to examine it by the blueprints. Hmm. Says here, uh, nope, you're not following the blueprints. I'm not following you because you're not following Christ. See how simple it is? So therefore you're not glorying in men. For all things are yours, Ephesians 3.14. I, I wrote that down off to the side. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas, which is Peter, or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours. And ye are Christ, and Christ is God's. Don't try to build. Take heed. Be very careful how you're building upon this foundation because it's going to get judged. That's why when you ask the question, like a, the, the title of this chapter, I named it Carnal Saints. It doesn't have anything to do with your sainthood. You're saints. You're sanctified because you are in Christ. But you can be carnal and try to build the way you want to build. It's wood, hay, and stubble, and it won't last. So I hope that helps you. Go back and listen to this again if you missed the first part about it. Because as I, as I think about that more and more as in the construction trade, Paul is literally giving construction examples here. Buildings, foundations. And then when he talks about how we're trying to add to it or... Um, and try to go outside of it. Be every man take heed, verse number 10, how he buildeth upon, for other foundation can no man lay that is laid. It's already done. So be very careful. And uh, anybody that watches this and knows anything about construction, I think my dad's on here watching, can tell you that. Sure. Can you, is there mistakes in uh, blueprints, plans, and specifications. Uh, I think I saw my brother Jason, who uh, just retired not that long ago. 
he'll tell you, especially the prints that we sometimes get in the uh, in the Navy, uh, not always the best quality. You got to make red lines. Got to do it. You got to make some changes, make some adjustments. They're called field uh, adjustment reports, or uh, we do a ref- or RFI request for information. Like, did, are you sure this is what this means here? You have to do that all the time. Why? Because it's written and drawn up by fallible or able to make mistakes men. But this foundation, this was designed by God himself. Therefore, take it to the bank. There's no mistakes. So when he gave our apostle, Paul, instructions to, and to give to us, we need to build upon that. Don't try to pick and add from other little, uh, from other things, because those blueprints that were given of God were at other times for different buildings. Make sense? Anyways, I hope that, I hope that uh, my brother David here, please submit an RFI. Yes, please go back and watch if you'd like to <laughs> request for more information on that one. Brother David, hello, sir. How you doing, brother? All right, so let's go over here and switch ourselves up here. And let's see what we got going on. No real um, comments been made. Hope it makes sense. There's my dad giving me the thumbs up. I don't know how many times my dad has told me a story about um, digging in a wall and something not being where it's supposed to be. (laughs) Or not liking what he finds when he digs into a wall. He can attest to that. He's probably over there saying amen and amen to that. Okay. Well, that's pretty much it then. Uh, Not a whole lot of uh, comments. I do... A uh, Janet Wilson there on Facebook. Glad to find your podcast again. God bless. God bless you. Thank you for uh, tuning in again. Tell all your friends. Like, share, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Um, they'll let you know every time I go live, too. So, Two thumbs up from my dad about the comment. I'm, I'm assuming about finding stuff he doesn't want to find in a wall. But uh, just something that was just interesting that popped out to me when I'm reading through here and uh, Paul's using this language, I'm like, mm, yep, I know exactly what he's talking about here. And then when you start to really read it, you're like, oh, you know, for years I thought that that was, you know, our sins being judged and burnt up by fire. No, our sins have already been judged, folks. It's our, the, the, the payment has already been made. We're not answerable for those. But every idle word that proceeds out of your mouth, idle meaning that it doesn't line up with the foundation you're supposed to be building on, yeah, you'll get judged for that. I guarantee you that. It's going to get burnt up. Wood, hay, and stubble. Hope that makes sense to you. All right, well, folks, I think that's it. So we'll be in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, continuing on talking about the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries. Hmm, What does that mean? And then um, talk about a few other things here when we get into that. And uh, more specifically, we'll get into the, uh, again, the master builder, why Paul could say that, because he said, for in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. What does that mean? Hmm, We'll look at that even more. And when we get into 1 Corinthians chapter 4, It's very important, it's very vital that we understand 
the blueprints that have been given to us. People want to call them dispensational teaching and all this kind of stuff. I just say, hey, don't build upon the foundation unless you're following the master builder. That's all. I think that should make sense to us a little bit better. All righty. Well, that's it, folks. Love you in the Lord. God bless you. Have a good night, Brother Matt. Matthew? Oh, hey. Brother Matthew from New Jersey there. Good to see you. Appreciate you. Thank you for uh, sharing um, different posts and stuff like that. I do appreciate that. Anytime anybody does that, that that's a great help. The biggest help you can be to me uh, is to just pray for this uh, for these teachings, and I pray that you get together with a local group of believers. This isn't your church. This isn't the... I'm just trying to point you to the Word of God so that you can have this mind in you, and I really hope that you're finding local believers to get together with and to study this and to be very careful and take heed how you build upon it. Constant communication with the architect is essential. Absolutely. You want to request some information and say, is this lined up? Make sure you're in one spirit. You're following the spirit. So once you know you're in the one spirit, you've been baptized into his body, communicate with him. The spirit will teach you and guide you into all things. So constant communication with the architect. Pray without ceasing, brother. Good job. That's a, that's a good point. All right. Love you in the Lord. God bless you. Thank you for joining me on Let This Mind Be In You. And, of course, uh, Lord willing, will uh, join me next time, next Thursday night at 8 Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, on Let This Mind Be In You. Bye for now.